Okay. All right. All right, this should be good now. Here we go. All right, let's do this. Nerd alert! What's up, my nerd devil? You are such a geek. <laughs> I specifically said no geeks. But my mom says I'm cool. I'm a nerd. <gasps> so am I. What's up, my nerd? Oh, we haven't even started yet. We're doing oh, yeah. Oh, nice. The 11th episode? All right. Let's go. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I'm Enrique. Right there's Donald. What's up, everybody? And this is I'm the Nerd. He's the Geek Podcast, a podcast that brings to you all things nerd, all things geek, some nostalgia, some life, some whatever we think that you might enjoy, right? Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. All right. So what's new, Donald? What is new? Uh, let's see. Things that are new. Well, DC Fandom is next weekend on Saturday, and that's looking to be pretty awesome. They just released the, uh, the schedule for everything that goes down. It, it literally is just too much for even for one person to see everything, it's, it's, and it's pretty awesome. Every single DC movie that's coming out, they're going to have a panel for and talking about. You know, with the actors, even right up to The Flash and Black Adam, which haven't even started yet, but they've, you know, they got scripts and everything in place. They're going to be talking about that. They're going to be talking about the uh, Suicide Squad, I think, and I believe they're going to be showing clips from it or a preview, possibly. And they're going to be showing a clip um, scenes from maybe the new Batman, Matt Reeves. Um, they also have a bunch of kids stuff with Teen Titans Go, DC Superhero Girls, and that stuff. Just oh, that takes up all day, and also that day. And then they have stuff launching, talking about their new, maybe a new Batman game, also a new Justice League or Suicide Squad kills Justice League uh, video game, which could be pretty cool. It's by Rocksteady, which they did the Arkham games, so could be cool. Uh, just too much stuff about comics, stuff about. The TV shows, like it really, if you guys go over to uh, DCComics.com and then go to the DC fandom, check out the schedule. It is just bananas. So the schedule is, is for one day? Like is it entire, like yeah. just one day so thing? It's, yeah, it's an entire day. It looks like it starts at 10 a.m. and then goes to about 6. And so all these, a lot of things are at 10 a.m. So you just, I guess you got to kind of choose and pick uh, 24 hours, I think it says. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Sunday you'll be able to rewatch some stuff. But then after that, I think it's gone. So yeah, it's just it's a bunch of stuff. It's it's mind blowing. I looked at it's gotta be at least at least and I could be underestimating, it could be like thirty to forty, like just different things they're gonna be doing. And that's probably like I said, way underselling it, but I don't want to oversell, but it's 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 a lot. Right on. So that's what I'm I mean, that's what I'm looking forward to. That's pretty cool. Um Lucifer season five is coming back So uh that's pretty cool. Yeah, I know you're really into that, and you got into that, like, just recently, right? Yeah, I did get into it kind of late. A couple, I think, like, a year and a half ago, or two years, maybe now, but definitely not when it was on. uh, Whenever it came to Netflix, uh, that's when I started watching it. I didn't watch it when it was on uh, Fox or whatever show, TV show it was on. But, uh, yeah, I just, I watched it and really liked it, and I was like, oh, this is cool, you know, and got into it and was really happy that they're going to do another two seasons on Netflix. So that's cool. So, you know, it's cool. What, what have you, what are you looking forward to? What are you into? Um, so like the last time we talked, we, I, I mentioned that I'm into, uh, forgetting. Oh, I'm with that. We got into Doom, that I got into Doom Patrol. Oh, Doom Patrol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so I just finished, I think it was like episode seven or eight of the first season. And this was, oh, cool. um, I think this was right after they had the um, the creator and or the decreator and the recreator. The de- mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, it's, I really like Doom Patrol, which it's just, it's so much stuff to watch because like, I know the second season has started and like, I haven't watched any of the second season. But I watched the whole first season. Watched oh, you haven't even season. seen the second season? No, I haven't watched it yet. I know it's been out, but it's just I haven't I haven't had the time to watch it. Um, but I really did like the first season. And plus, like, how are you watching? Are you watching that on HBO Max or HBO? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it brings me to my next point. I don't know if you heard. Uh, posted that on Instagram. So yeah, so DC Comics on uh, Monday night or Tuesday, somewhere in there. Uh, laid off 600 employees and they pretty much the skin of it is they got rid of completely like there's no department no more for dc collectibles and they downsized to it looks like they're just going to get rid of it uh the dc universe and hbo max looks like it's going to absorb like the shows that they have a lot of faith in oh damn and that's why i kind of asked you so yeah they also made a big uh they made an announcement that they're gonna i guess like maybe they're gonna um focus more on digital content like uh, even their comics so it's it's kind of some it's some messed up news because one i love dc collectibles that's who makes the batman black and white stuff and um it's gone they just it's totally gotten rid of wow yeah so a lot of people you know if you hear that you're just like oh it's you know covid19 just you know i guess strikes again because like obviously people can't go to comic stores to buy so the comic sales are down they can't go to things to buy this but technically what other insiders may be saying it's that it's uh, AT&T's fault because they acquired Warner Brothers which owns DC Comics and um, I guess they've been dismantled DC Comics they've been saying because it doesn't really it's not a it makes I guess two percent of their revenue which is nothing so it's just kind of it's one of those it costs more to keep it going or something you know yeah, but it's so, AT and T, and I don't know what they're thinking. But I mean, in a in a, yeah. in a in a time period right now where there's like literally no Marvel going on, I mean, yeah. why why cut DC at this moment? Yeah, I don't know, but that's that's what that's what some people are trying are saying because like I noticed it at Comic Con, so they acquired it two years ago, and I noticed it last year in uh, Comic Con because when I went to the, the DC booth has always been my favorite. Not that just because I love DC, but like the DC booth always had tons of stuff and like you know the movie props and this and that and it this this last year what 2019 uh it had a lot of stuff but they merged it with it, had, it was like an AT&T, at&t warner brothers dc booth so warner brothers always had its own booth that you know they they did the movies mm-hmm. and they had their booth but dc comics had their own own booth and last year they just they merged it together. Uh, some things I like to bring up is uh, AMC. They're gonna reopen, yeah. which is a uh, there you go. Which is a little. Um, I heard they were is, now. Is ballsy? this true? You, I, I heard they were doing uh, like movies for twenty five cents or some junk like that. Fifteen cents. Oh my god! Even worse. But yeah, I heard something <laughs> about that. Yeah. So you know where we want to keep everybody away, let's just charge the least amount of money as possible to get everybody to come. Well, they're doing it for the first day, which is I believe the twenty second of August, and but they're showing classic films. So I don't know. That's a little bit interesting to me because I would want to see Empire Strikes Back on the big screen because I've never seen it on the big screen. But um, I don't know about new releases, and if they do some new releases, um, Bill and Ted's is going to come out on the twenty eighth, 
and I don't know if it's yeah. going to come out on the on at AMC theaters or maybe just drive-ins, but I know they're doing supposedly releases out there and then video on demand. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so you better get to the uh, top five. <laughs> All right, let's do the top five. So today, guys, what we were going to do, we're going to talk to you guys about the top five, or at least our favorite top five superhero movies. Yeah, and let's rank them. The top five of the topic we are talking about. All right, so uh, I'm going to go first, right? That's what we decided? Do it, yeah. Talk about these movies. What do you got in your top five? All right, so in my top five, all right, I'll start with number five, work my way to one. That sounds good. Um, so my number five is The Incredibles. 2004, it came out. Nice. And it was, hold on, I hear an ice cream man, hold on. Okay, it was written and directed by Brad Bird. Yes. And, of course, Mr. Incredible was played by Craig T. Nelson, Samuel L. Jackson as Frozone, and Holly Hunter as Elastigirl. Yeah, it, it was just a, a, a unique story to see that these superheroes were, ex- well, I guess accepted at one point, and then all of a sudden, you know how people are, they just, they do one wrong, one wrong thing, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, they shouldn't be doing right. this, and God knows, and then right. they get pretty much suspended from no, I, existence. I agree. It's a- Totally great superhero movie. So much so that I think when people tell me, uh, maybe they shouldn't just do a Fantastic Four because the Fantastic Four doesn't work. I'm like, well, The Incredibles worked. So <laughs> exactly. That's my number five. My number four, Superman, 1978 Superman. Oh, nice pick. So I, it, it's directed by Richard Dorner. Donner? Dorner? Dorner. Donner. Donner. Amazing a uh, film score by John Williams. Come on now. Can't go wrong with John Williams. You can. That's it's so iconic. Um of course Christopher Reeve as Superman, uh Margot yes. Kidder as Lois Lane. That this movie introduced me to Gene Hackman and from there I seen a lot of Gene Hackman movies like uh was it Hosier, right? Hoser? Hosier? Hoosers. Hoosers. Oh my god, I'm so bad <laughs> at words. Um Hoosers and um Ned, uh, Ned Betty, you know, Otis. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Perfect. that, that for me, I, I enjoyed Ned Betty, Otis, just because of the way he said Mr. Luthor. I, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was freaking hilarious. But that movie, um, I think I saw that when I was maybe six. And ever since then, I keep, if it's on, I'll, I'll even and oh, yeah, now that it's on, movie. now that it's on HBO Max, I should just go back and watch it too. But if it's on TV, of course, I'll watch it. I'll try to. I'm yeah. the type of person that sees what, a movie that I like, and I'll just, even if it's in the middle, I'll just continue watching it. Moving along, my number three is The Dark Knight. Chris, ah, all right. Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight, the director. Of course, it has um, Christian Bale as Batman, Heath Ledger as the Joker. I, I would like to put this my number one because, of, again, this is another movie that I like. When it's on, I'll watch it regardless of where it's at. To me, it's a fun time. It's it's a it's a it's a Batman movie with just I I guess some sort of realism in a way. Right. right yeah. yeah. To where I've never I seen agree. this this Joker before, where he's complete you know like psychopath. Like he's a he, yeah. Like I feel yeah. Pretty much the definition of an evil person like that has no right no rhyme or reason for doing anything just right does it because because it's evil (laughs) yeah um watching the world burn my number two 
is Batman 1989. Oh, okay. Um, you'll see that there's a lot of Batmans in here, even though there's only five. Um, director Tim Burton, of course, um, mm-hmm. based on Bob Kane, right? Am I right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bob Kane, and don't forget Bill Finger. Bob Kane always took credit for creating Batman, and Bill Finger always got left on the cold, but it's come to light recently that Bill Finger actually had more to do with creating Batman than Bob Kane. So now on all Batman movies, I think it started maybe three years ago, two years ago. Anything Batman related so it's Batman created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. And it was a big deal. And like the Finger family is like actually really, you know, proud of because it it's like this big creation he did that he hasn't gotten credit for. So yeah, there's actually a documentary on Hulu that's called uh, Batman and Mr. Finger or something like that. And it's really good. And it just shows you how much he actually, how much he created Batman, the Joker, like a lot of um, these characters. But anyways, I digress. I'm going to mess up your list. Go ahead. No, that's fine. little insight for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And my number, and um, so my number one, Mm -hmm. which is. Yes, thank you. My number one is X-Men Days of Future Past. Really? Yes. All right, the the live. I mean, there's not really. A, I mean, you can't count the cartoon. It wasn't a live. It wasn't a theatrical release. So right now, I okay. guess we didn't really go. I mean, even though I put Incredibles, I guess I could have put like another um, superhero oh, no, no, cartoon. Your list, no, 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 your list is fine because they're all theatrically released. You know, the Incredibles. I don't mind an animation movie because if it's theatrically released. So right. So you know, um, I like no, the list is perfect. No, no need to change it. I like it. You want to tell me why you picked Days of Future Past? I kind of want to get into that for number one, but okay. So my my reason is because again, like I've mentioned before, in the in the '90s there was the X Men cartoon that yeah, you and yeah. I both watched. Yeah, I think everybody watched. And in 2000, when they did, you know, the live action X Men, it you know it created like just just uh, that that inner child in me getting all excited to see something that was a cartoon come to life. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So with this one, this one, I like the fact that they took pieces of the old cast from 2000 to about 2010, Mm -hmm. and then they combined it with that new, the new, um, the new one. Yes, the new ones that were like um, X Men First Class. Right. No, that was interesting. And um, I remember this story even in the cartoon, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little sad that they didn't really go with the story of the cartoon which was fine because that that's what i knew but it, it didn't it didn't bother me too much right okay so the other thing is this movie if you really if you really watch it it's it's complex in a way but they've they've turned it into the simplest complex storyline that i've ever encountered me personally and the fact that they had you know logan who's wolverine hugh jackman go back into time how they yeah. how they how they did the little time what, what other word am I looking for time you want to call it like a time jump time travel yeah time travel there you go thank you and it just to me because the the films before not including mm-hmm. um, X Men First Class but the films before that they kind of reset everything in this movie where had yeah. they taken had they taken off from this movie they could have done so much so much better the following yeah. okay I'm glad you. I'm glad I'm glad you recognize that because I'm say the my favorite thing about that movie was one it was very it was entertaining but two they totally was fixing everything that they messed up and they could have went and done something great and they just messed it up again <laughs> so 
Yes, they, they had a chance. I, I did like that. I guess, especially seeing it at the time, like, okay, well, this is cool. They just reset everything, so that's awesome. We can we can we can make this good again, but didn't happen. So, yeah. but I would say that that's a good thing about that movie. Was not on my list though, but I'm glad um, it's on yours. I do have some honorable mentions. Honorable. 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 I don't know what you're saying. Honorable. 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 I think you're trying to say honorable. Shut up. Hey. <laughs> So, a couple of the honorable mentions I have are Deadpool. Okay. Um, I really like the first Deadpool. That one was yeah, yeah, yeah. breaking the third wall. The fourth wall. but I'm sorry, the fourth wall. <laughs> Thank you, Donald. That's why you're here. They, they are in the third wall. <laughs> the movie is the third wall. The uh, breaking, wall yes, the breaking the, the fourth wall. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Avengers, both Endgame and Infinity War. I, oh, okay. I yeah. really like those. Um, going back yeah, awesome, a little, awesome going back a little further, uh, Mortal Kombat. That was one that I really enjoyed. Does that count as a superhero movie? I I don't know. I mean, it's your list. So you can count it all. You can, you can count. If you well, want. it's not in the top five, I mean, but it I'm, is an honorable mention. Thinking out loud, <laughs> I guess. Okay. Uh, another one. Blade. Blade oh, was one. Yes. Yes. Um, Hulk. The one that Ang Lee did. Yes, the one with Ang Lee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Eric Bana. Eric Bana. The other ones are what is it? Spider Man with Tobey Maguire because that was oh, yeah, yeah. that, that was, was one movie. that I really enjoyed as well. And then mm-hmm. Captain America: Winter Soldier. That okay, was, that was pretty pretty much my favorite out of that MCU kind of. MCU. I would say that's one of the better ones out of the MCU too as well. So um, yeah, that's my top five. Nice. Well, would you like to hear my top five, which is completely different than yours? Oh shit! Okay, yeah. We don't have one that's the same. I don't think. Oh no, wait, we do. Okay. Do we? All right. All right. I assume we. we I assume we would. All right, go for it. Top five of the topic we are talking about. So here's uh, my top five. This is uh, Donald's top five of superhero movies that I've ever seen. Um, so first I just want to give a little, I guess, definition. So I had a hard time making this list because there's so many good. We've been i guess blessed with so many good superhero movies so i had to kind of really define the definition so we want a superhero movie so first off to start off saying the dark knight will not be on this list Ooh, batman begins will not be on this list um dark knight rises will not be on this list because to me they're not superhero movies to me it would have that night would have worked just as well if it was like some rogue and some maniac psycho killer he's trying to find them and he doesn't play by the rules by the cops i think it would have worked just as fine it doesn't it to me i've always told you it's like they they just put batman in this heist movie that's you know they just dropped him in sure there's a guy dressed up like a bat but it doesn't really feel like a superhero movie to me is that because with that said i do love just real quick those movies just real quick is that is that are you saying that because there's more of like not what we're accustomed to, like, like that, uh, just that, as... that movie. Yeah, that movie works without it being bad. Okay. Uh, so for me, when people like if people ask me what's the best Batman movie, those are never in it because it just feels like those would work without Batman. So how can it be the best Batman movie? I see. What... I just oh. want to. So when people don't hear these on my list, they have they have a context. Okay, I see your point. Okay. So starting off, number, and I cheated. I have two for five because I just couldn't break it down. So we'll start with number five, Deadpool. All right, so 
as we all know, Deadpool was released. Uh, Ryan Reynolds played the titular character. He brings the Merc with the mouth to life, in my opinion. You know, uh, he freaking, you know, the, all the violence, all the cursing, all the irreverence was all there. It was the comic book was put onto the to the screen, which no one probably thought was possible because we've had comic book movies, but we've never had rated R comic book movies. Right. Uh, you know, and this was it. You're reading or seeing a Deadpool comic put on screen. So really awesome. Really loved it. Um, so that was my number five. My tie for number five, I had to put it on there, Batman 1989. So the reason that's my personal number five, uh, it was one, one, this was the first superhero movie I saw, and I saw it in the theater. Okay. It kicked off my love for Batman. Uh, Tim Burton directed this, and he felt like he brought Gotham to life, which I think a, a lot of directors miss, that Gotham is another character in the Batman universe. And he, you know, when you see a Tim Burton Batman, it's like, oh, yeah, they're in Gotham. That's Gotham to me. The Dark Knight, that's Chicago. Uh, where where it kind of loses some points, yeah, they kind of changed the origin for the Joker, kind of, but then they kept it the same, added some twist. It wasn't completely comic book accurate, but what it was accurate was the feeling of Batman. They brought back the, or Tim Burton brought back the, the dark gothic feel of Batman, which was welcomed and appreciated. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll move right on to my number four. And number four would be Spider-Man 2002, the Sam, the Sam Raimi movie. So the reason that Spider-Man is number number four, or yeah, number four, would be because this was the first time that the technology caught up and we were able to get the superhero movie that really did look like it came off a comic book. You know, Spider-Man wasn't just going to kind of fly through the swing. He swung through New York City, sorry, city, swinging from building to buildings, jumping around, flying around, and it looked seamless. It looked real. You know, there was no weird trick cameras where it's like, okay, I saw how they kind of filmed that. Or, you know, it it looked real. It was a CGI effect, and it it looked awesome. And this is the way Spider-Man should look on the screen. Mm -hmm. And I think it changed the way we did superhero movies for directors in the, in the future. Number three, Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. The only Wonder Woman that has been with Gal Gadot directed by Patty Jenkins. So Wonder Woman, one, it gave us an iconic uh, theme song for Wonder Woman. I know that was introduced into the, in, from Batman vs Superman, but they carry that over and really just made it hers. Yeah. If you think about it, Wonder Woman has an iconic theme song. Batman has a Danny Elfman's iconic theme. And John Williams did uh, Superman's. All very iconic theme songs. If people are honest, does anybody know any of the Marvel's theme songs? Not really. And I think that's that's an important thing in a superhero movie. Because it kind of lets you know, oh, the hero's coming. They're on, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Good things are happening. They're going to save the day. Uh, also, they had some great scenes in there. The No Man's Land, I think, is one of the best superhero scenes ever in a movie. Uh, where she comes up and, you know, clears the lane and she's blocking all the bullets and blocking the bombs. And, like, it's just pretty awesome. Uh, the character gives us what we need in all superhero films is hope, which we haven't really seen since Superman, which was really good. Oh, excellent totally point. Character. Hmm? That's a good point, yeah. She has a definite arc. She, you know, she and ends up at the end learning who she is and 
you know, what she's here for and definitely to give everybody hope, which is perfect. All right. So we're going to get into the number two. And the number one, and I'm still kind of undecided. I have these two picks, which I, I feel two and one or can be tied or whatever, but one has to be two and one has to be one. And I struggled with it all week. And the only reason is because I'm such a fan of Batman. <laughs> okay. But, but number two is I'm going to go Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. The reason this can be on here because it was a theatrical release. Um, <laughs> this will be, like I said, 1989 Batman was tied for number five. But this is definitely when someone says, what's the best, best Batman movie? I always answer Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. It has better writing in it better superhero writing than any of the other Batmans that ever came out. It's a mystery, which all Batman stories should be. It keeps you guessing. Uh, it does a deep character study of Bruce that we've never seen in any of any of the other movies. Um, mm. This deals more with Bruce than it does Batman, which is really cool. Um, and it's just great. It's like, I think, 70 or 77, 78 minutes long. So every scene is just needed. There's no fluff, and everything's perfect. I think it uses the best use of Joker in any other movie than it does in that movie. So that's my uh, – if anyone hasn't seen it, seriously, and you're a Batman fan, I, I, if you're a Batman fan, I think you've seen it. But if you're just a super – you're listening to this and you're just a superhero fan, watch it. It is one of the best – it's the best Batman film you'll ever see. All right, and my number one. Number one. This, without a doubt, needs to be everyone's number one. If they're talking about superhero films, it's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. The best, the best, the best superhero movie that's come out in I don't know how long. It literally, they took chances that like, they dealt with the multiverse. They dealt with, you know, things not common for regular, you know, the superhero crowd deal with. Yeah, so they took chances with the multiverse. They, uh, you know, took chances with not giving us Peter Parker for the main character, but Miles Morales. Um, it just, it was perfect. I mean, they took, the animation was amazing looking. It literally, like, they threw the comic book up on the, up on the, the screen, and, like, we got to watch a living comic book, which was awesome. Uh, story's really good. The performance, the voice performances were perfect. Um, just a really I just I watched this weekend and Mask of the Phantasm to just kind of because I couldn't see which one was better and I had to ultimately go you know what I love Batman more but gotta be honest Into the Spider Verse is a better movie. I think it's it's completely yeah. different the from what I've seen. Ass. Go ahead. Yeah no no the soundtrack kicks ass the score kicks ass. Um, there's nothing bad about this movie like where I could say the Mask of Phantasm it looks a little dated. But this just, it's its amazing from start to finish. There's so many good scenes in this movie that it's just, it's ridiculous. Like, this is the best comic book superhero movie ever made for me. Well, the difference between you and me when it comes to looking at that particular film is you pretty much knew backstories as to where I had no idea there was more universe and more Spider-Man, like, like uh, Miles right, Morales. Okay. And they didn't even, you know, they didn't go into Ben Sherman. Uh, you know, they didn't go into that Spider-Man. They didn't go into the punk Spider-Man. They didn't, at the end, I don't know if anybody else watched, I'm sure people have, but to the end 
where they show Spider-Man 2099. That was cool. The Shit. little clip at the end. They had Spider-Man 2099, and I guess he might be in the next one. And Spider-Man 20 obviously is from 2099, featuring any time travels. So that's pretty cool. Shit, I must have missed that. I don't yeah, remember that very, at all. Very after every, it's, a, it's, a, it's after every single credit. Huh. So he comes walking in, and he, and the lady, you know, like the doctor, she's just like, so the multiverse is fine. Everything turns out okay. That's a good relief. He's like, yeah, that was a relief. So, but you never know what's going to happen next. And then so she puts him, gives him the time, his time thing, and she goes, we're going to have to send you back to the beginning to fix everything. And he goes, okay. And then, like, so he goes back to 1960. It says 19... I think it says uh, whatever year Spider-Man was created. And then it goes to the old animation. It's pretty cool. And he's just like, oh, I'm Spider-Man. No, I'm Spider-Man. Pointing at each other with that old still, like, stop animation. Like, it's pretty funny. Honorable mentions that you have? Yeah, I do have a couple honorable mentions. Honorable. 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 I don't know what you're saying. Honorable, honorable. I think you're trying to say honorable. Shut up! Hey. All right, honorable mentions. So this one, honorable mention. I couldn't have a three-way tie for number five because I just figured that'd be cheating at that point. Uh, so, but um, really close to being in the top five would be Iron Man. Okay. And then these other ones would be honorable mentions. Uh, the other honorable mention would be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, the the man. first one. I don't know the year, but the first one. Uh. I think that, that one definitely would be 91, I believe. Right. Yeah. That we all know that, that one, not the other ones, but that one yeah. uh, would definitely be in there. Cause it is a comic book and it's they're superheroes. So that one, um, uh, the Superman movie, 1970, was it 78? Yeah. Yeah. 78 Superman, uh, Iron Man. Oh, I said Iron Man. I'm sorry. Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier, um, the Infinity War, Endgame. Uh, what else? Uh, and like I said, those uh, Christopher Nolan trilogies, I, I love them more than anything, but I don't consider them superhero movies. Fair, um, enough. Fair enough. So, yeah. So those are the ones I actually consider superheroes to be my, my honorable mentions. Wow. Well, then your list and my list are very different. Yeah, yeah. Super. <laughs> Which is cool. So that's what we're going to do. Because I have no hard feelings about this. We're going to go ahead and post this. People that are listening, go check out our Instagram page. I'm the Nerd He's the Geek. And you're going to listen to this. And you're going you're gonna to tell me in the comments who had the better list. Enrique or Donald. Oh. Get some interaction there. Yes. Get some interaction or, with or, us. Or the comment section will stay empty. One or the other. It's out there for your pleasure or leisure. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, so we know, but good list, good list, good list. I think uh, success. No. There it is. All right. There's a lot of voice. There's a lot of drops. I got to rearrange. <laughs> That's all right. We'll figure it. I don't know what happened. Don't worry. We'll edit that out. All right. Well, other than that. Other than oh, that... Aquaman was another honorable mention for me. Oh, okay. I really liked Aquaman. And you, I, I'll be the first one to admit, I shat on Aquaman when, when you mentioned that they were doing it. And even when they, they started putting trailers, I was like, man, this, this looks too CGI for me. I felt it was too CGI. But when I watched it, and I think I read the, 
the the trench, the one that you gave me to the, the yeah, comment. Yeah, I was like, what? Well, yeah, because in the preview they showed the trench monsters, and I was like, oh, you gotta. They're obviously taking something from this. They so gotta read it. Like, so those this was really good. So after reading that and then seeing it, but I didn't. I saw it, of course, not in the movie theater, but I saw it. You know, yeah, later. Later. Um, I liked it. I retract my. I attract me shitting on it first at first. Yeah. yeah, let's see. Other good, great, great comic book movie. Guardians of the Galaxy, really good. Uh, Both yes. one and two. Yes, are really good. Because it reminds me why I was gonna say why Aquaman is so good, because he literally rides a mother effing seahorse, just like he did in the Justice League, uh, uh, Justice League and Friends, Two Man Friends, whatever the cartoon everyone makes fun of him for. Uh-huh. He doesn't. It looks badass. Like James Wan just steers right into it and goes, like, "All right, this stuff that you think is ridiculous, I'm gonna make it look cool." And it looks so awesome. He's riding that seahorse, and it looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, I totally, I buy this. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. You know, they had the other uh, octopus like playing the drums and shit. Like, this is so goofy, but like, this is taken straight from the comic comics, and it works. Like, it's it's like it's working right now. He's making this work. So, you know, hats off to James Wan and making all that actually really likable and watchable, and not just like, oh my god, Aquaman's riding a seahorse because it because it literally could have been that way, but it it's not, and it's awesome. <laughs> Good list. Good list. Um, so yeah, that's um, Garden Galaxy did the same thing, which is I need. I think. More superhero movies. When you want to say superhero movies, a comic book. You're making a. You gotta steer into the weirdness. You just gotta go. Yep, talking about tree. Yeah, we're not gonna try and change this. We're not gonna try and you know. Well, make it a realistic version. No. Going straight into it, and it's gonna you know make it work. I think with that one too, because that I had no idea that was even a comic book, and then when they announced it, that's when of course yeah. I found out, and then. When I went and saw it in the theaters, I was like, this is a really good movie, man. Yeah, it's it's great. It's like, and that's what some of those movies they need. Like, it's like, yes, the realism, the grittiness, they're fun. But if you want a comic book movie, super, you got to steer into the ridiculous. You just, you have to. It works. If it works on the page, it's going to work in the movie. Theater. You just got to really commit. It's when you do it half-ass or like try and change like well this is a little too much i don't think we should have a talking raccoon maybe we'll change it to a, a little person and he talks like no it's a talking raccoon give us rocket raccoon and <laughs> you know yeah it's it's, re- it's ridiculous but this takes place in space it's gonna be okay you know so agree that's part of my deal. yeah you know so i think more films can learn from those you know or more you know just don't be afraid steer into it you know make it work Tell the story the way it needs to be told and make it work, you know? Shall we do some Nick Cage news? <laughs> Let me say that again. Should we do some Nick Cage news? Uh, sure. <laughs> How about some Nicholas Cage news right here on the nerdies that keep the ghetto? What are these fucking iguanas doing on my coffee table? They ain't no iguana. Yeah, there are. There ain't no iguana. What the fuck is that? Fucking iguana. Donald, are you familiar with Vampire's Kiss? I sure am, Marike. The weirdest, strangest movie that Nicolas Cage has probably ever done. Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I don't know if you knew this or not, but he had a cat throughout that whole movie that he used to live with. Really? 
So I found this story very, very interesting, and I found this on showbizcheatsheet.com. Mm-hmm. And um, the director of the film, which was Robert Berman, there was a lot of things that Nick Cage insisted on doing during that film. Okay. One being, um, and I think I they were in the... Yeah, well, that, that goes without being said, but... Um, one being, and there could have been a coronavirus breakout in 1987 when Nick Cage made this film because he originally wanted to take a bite out of a real-life bat. Of course he did. <laughs> but the director and the producer said, no, 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 that's not what we're going to do. That's a good idea. <laughs> um, so, of course, they went with cockroaches. Okay. So that's, that, that's in the film. Um, as you remember that scene, he's eating the cockroach. Yeah. Um, I've seen this movie once, but yes, I do remember that. Um, but the funny fact that I found was that he had a cat named Lewis throughout, okay. throughout the entire um, duration of the film as they were filming it, and he had it in his hotel. So I find it a little funny because um, in 2002, they did a re-release of Vampire's Kiss on Blu-ray, and they had um, them talking about the movie as the movie continues. Right, the DVD commentary. There you go. <laughs> Can never remember. Can never remember words. Um, and You'll was, get there. Okay. Uh, Behrman recalled Cage had stayed at a hotel with that pet, his pet cat, right. his pet cat Lewis, and he goes, "Do you remember having that cat?" And of course, <laughs> you know, Cage replied, "Yes, my cat Lewis." <laughs> Which I thought was a little funny because um, <laughs> later on, uh, Behrman also stated that when he went to visit Cage. The cat was, I guess, the cat from hell because he completely thrashed and destroyed that room he was in. And all it, all Nicolas Cage's reply really was, uh, that's my cat. <laughs> Those were his exact words. Classic Cage. <laughs> and um, in addition to that, he said, I was very attached. <laughs> Classic Cage. Um. This is just cool. this is just one little uh you know behind the scenes of what Nick Cage is all about and which is <laughs> is which is why which is why we love Nick Cage which is why we dedicate a segment to Nick Cage and um, <laughs> uh, pretty good and uh, I just want to say um cuz it just hit me you had said that <laughs> that Blade was um your honorable mention can I just say we need to give it up for Blade 2 cuz that's one of the that's freaking my favorite blade. Really? Uh, out of all of them? Yeah. Blade 2 is way better than Blade 1. Okay. Blade 1 is great. Don't get me wrong. And that was a great honorable mention. Um, and I'll, I'll mention that too. Blade 1, you know, I'm going mention too, but Blade is the best one out of that whole series. Maybe I don't remember Blade 2. I remember Blade yeah, 1. Blade 2 was horrifying. It was awesome. Do you remember the way the vampires opened their mouth? It was all sideways and like... Brah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember too. Um, shit, I can't even remember Blade 2 because... You know who directed Blade 2? No. Guillermo del Toro? Did he really? Huh. Yeah. Okay, well then, not saying that's not a, ba- uh, a bad thing, but I don't remember Nick... That, I don't remember that, that at all. Like... Number two, I remember yeah. even the what was it, Blade Three and what is it, Trinity yeah, and one. the other ones with yeah, the Trinity one. Ryan Reynolds was in that one. Yeah, but that's the thing. How many superhero movies have Ryan Reynolds been in? 
it's technically it's a lot. I think it's like four or five. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah. Even though they don't do well, he's still entertaining in them. I, you know, Green Green Lantern. Everybody hates that. I, I actually think it's not that bad of a movie. I I don't think I've seen it because of the hate on it. <laughs> it's not. It, it's really not that bad. There's bad choices made in the movie, but the movie itself is not that bad. And none of it's Ryan Reynolds' fault. If you watch it, like none of it's his performance. It's just kind of other things. I'll take your word for it. But anyways, all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, success. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, everybody make nuts. A lot of editing is going to go down today. I hope so. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for check coming. Thanks for checking us out today. <laughs> coming by, hanging out. Appreciate it. Um, we do have an Instagram, like Donald mentioned. It is. I'm the nerd. He's the geek. And we'll uh, post something. And yeah, I really want to hear who we uh, list that was better. Let us know. Yes, and then you can follow us, or you can find us on anywhere you get your podcast from Apple Podcasts to Anchor.fm to Google, Spotify. Um, I appreciate we appreciate those that are have been listening to us since the beginning. You know, thank you. That one person, we appreciate you. Oh, uh, funny thing you should mention is that we have at least one other person from the Lounge Down Under that's checking us out. Oh, Australia, I love Australia. you. So uh, to you, the lucky listener of this, you know, podcast. Fine. The words will come eventually. eventually. Yes, I, I think they will. I'm, I'm... <laughs> uh, no, I don't think they will. But whatever. Right. Any other... Any other final thoughts, Donald? Words? Sentences? No, just looking forward to DC fandom. That's it. Right on. Well, thanks, guys. Catch you next time. Go out in there and geek yourselves. See you, nerds.